0: Yes guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. My name's Skerns, and I'm joined here by Nickel, aka Nickel Beats. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm very, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Nah, thank you for taking the time to speak to us. It's an absolute pleasure. Um obviously before we started recording was just saying about how like we've been playing your tracks like I think pretty much since Mango Masala started so it's really nice to get a chance to like speak to you and talk to you um, especially in light of your um second EP Earthly Desires Lead to Enlightenment. Um we're going to get talking about that in a second. Um but for um, any listeners that maybe haven't heard your your music before, do you want to just tell us a little bit about
1: yourself? Yeah, my name is Nikhil Beats. I'm from East London. Um my music is how do i explain it i guess it's um i guess it's a it's a blend of all of my influences so it kind of you can hear a lot of different genres in there. um i don't think it kind of sits into one box um but it's very influenced by soul and jazz um and just just good vibes generally
0: yeah and i definitely get that would you say there's any artists in particular that acts as like your significant influences maybe like a top three or something
1: do you know i feel like this stuff always changes for me um like if i think of the some of the people i've been like that i've always listened to and i've loved from like the first time i've heard them is like arctic monkeys was one of those bands i was obsessed with them for a while um kendrick lamar is another artist who else? This is a mixture of people. I was I was I was massively into Michael Jackson. Um Frank Frank Sinatra, I was really into. I just have there's just a lot of random different people and I just I just, just love them. <laughs> so I don't know. If, and I think I think you can hear that my music is such, as I said, it's such a blend of all, all of the stuff that I love. I couldn't really pinpoint it to just one person.
0: I think that's really cool as well, because obviously the artists that you've just mentioned they're not necessarily from one particular genre and I would definitely say that they're not from the genre that I would maybe associate your music overall with like that sort of like indie jazz vibe um Mm -hmm. so to hear that your um, influences come from pop from like classic jazz crooners to um like anything like it's really cool to see how like the, all those different genres sort of come together to like make your own style of
1: music. It's quite interesting. I've realised actually a lot of um a lot of artists that I really um I'm a big fan of their work. Um, I've noticed that like when if you hear them speak about things, a lot of the music that they make is not actually the genre of the music that they predominantly listen to, which I do find quite interesting. I don't know. I don't know if there's something in that it's just a coincidence but i mean i guess i think part of being um part of being a great artist about being unique and realistically if you're doing something that someone has someone's already done then you're not i feel like there's a part of it you're not truly being completely honest with yourself maybe maybe that's just me i don't know, I don't know if that's true for everyone
0: no i think like obviously it takes a lot to like look into it and think about that. So I think there's definitely probably some truth in what you just said there. Definitely, I obviously have seen in your music, um, it's well in your music videos and performance videos as well that you're clearly a talented musician as well as um, producer, artist, etc. So, um, obviously, you will have had to have learned how to play at some point. Would you say that? Um, making your own tracks and producing them has always been the dream or did it start off as just you playing like other people's music?
1: Yeah no it definitely started with just me um I mean I used to just play instruments I used to just kind of that was just like my love and passion was just playing playing instruments and then I think when I was about 12 or 13 I started writing music um and like I used to like because that was like my indie phase so I was in a lot of little little indie bands and I just, I just write a lot of music through that. But um, I think like gradually I started kind of, so when my sister went to uni and then she got a laptop, so I borrowed her laptop and I would like start mucking around like in a garage band and like playing, and like recording like my songs. And I didn't really know I was producing, but I was kind of just mucking around and I was basically making beats, but I didn't really, I didn't know that's what I was doing. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was kind of just very freely just making music. I wasn't really thinking about it. I think maybe at that time, I think probably part of me always wanted to be like, you know, like the main artist. But I was always like, you know, the drums was like one of my main instruments. I was always the guy in the back where I'd like write songs, but I was kind of like behind the scenes sort of thing. Um, and then yeah, when I went to uni myself, that's when I realised that oh, like production is what is really where all my skills kind of come together. That's where. I can songwrite, I can muck around the computer, play all my instruments and everything all kind of perfectly blends under this one head, head, header of like producer. So yeah, so that's when that's really when I kind of worked out that was what I was doing. And then yes, then when I came back to London after uni, then I was just straight back into it. Like I was just making beats like all the time. And I kind of, that was when I was like, cool, I had a clear like focus, so that's what I was doing um and then yeah and then naturally i don't know i think especially with covid i think because then like you know it was hard to meet up with people and i think the way production is for a lot of people it's like you make a track for someone and then you're just waiting till an artist want to release the song and i was like there's so much at stake here just purely based on other people like that's that doesn't make sense to me like why am i sitting here waiting for when someone else may or may not want to use a song I produce. Like, and obviously, the more you produce for people, naturally, the higher chance of the song coming out um, and becoming something. But it was just, it's all just so dependent on other people. I didn't, I didn't like that factor at all. So that's really why I kind of started making my own music as an artist. And then I think the next development after that, was really to say, okay, cool. Well, this is what I'm doing now. Like, how do I take my music further? And I was like, well, I need to start singing and doing live shows. I, I need to do other things to expand, to kind of take my musical journey like further um, and kind of develop it more. So yeah, it's been quite an organic progression.
0: Yeah, and I think it makes total sense as well because in one of your bios online, I read that you're trying to set the tone for um like that producers are artists in their own right um which is obviously like what you've just said um do you think that that's becoming a lot more commonplace nowadays like obviously in the past 20 years or so it's been it's been like not uncommon to see like djs or producers like such as like i don't know calvin harris for example you see he always put or david getter they've always put their names on the tracks and then get artists to come and work on it with them um do you think Well, obviously nowadays i think you do see a lot more of producers going out and venturing into becoming an artist themselves
1: why do you think that is i mean i i think it's quite a difficult thing a lot of ways because it's true it's been around for a while i mean like Dr Dre or like Pharrell or any of these people. I mean, I can see that a lot of them, or even like Timbaland, like a lot of these producers and, and like Calvin Harris as well, a lot of them, they have done vocals at times. Like Calvin Harris did a whole album with him singing. Do you know what I mean? So they have all um, done things with, they've identified that they are also the like the main artists and they are in control of the situation. But otherwise, I think because it's quite hard for people to wrap their head around, um, and I think it's quite hard to sell. Like at the end of the day, um, there's a part of it, yeah, where maybe it's becoming a bit easier now. But also, it's still not that commonplace, like for you know producers to be the main thing. And I think it is literally because it's hard to sell, um, and it's and the only reason it's harder is because we've we've created boxes for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like it was quite interesting that like, my mom was saying. Um, I was showing her something, but my mom like listened to some of my songs. My mom was like, "To be honest, she was like, until until like you started trying to be an artist, she was like, I didn't even think about the producer. She was like, as a as a general consumer, she was like, I listen to a song, I'd be like, oh cool. You just think about the artist and you just think about the person who's singing on the track. She was like, I never thought about everything else around it that goes into it, and she was like, I'm only aware of that now because you're an artist." I don't know if that's just because my mom and obviously because she's like biased seeing it firsthand as being close to me, but I think just in general, like it makes sense. Like, you know, I've had, I remember when my sister, my sister came up to me and was like, I don't really get why you're trying to be an artist. She was like, because why, she was just like, if you're producing for someone, why does it make any difference if they release a song or it's under your name? The It's like it's the same song. It doesn't, so I think it's just, I think it's just that. I think because people are so used to the, the standard layout of the singer is the is like the way that I see it. Yeah, it's almost like this is not to to like you know to like throw shade anyone. I think it's like but for, for like on like a big scale of massive like massive like pop industry, you've got the singer is like Ronald McDonald. They're like the front of the company that you see. Do you know what I mean? They're like the mascot, and that's the one that everyone is like, yeah, they're the most amazing person. And then you don't, and then there's like. They could be a whole team of like 50, 60 people behind them for every single tour and production or whatever, like more than that, for every song, there could be like 20 people working on it. Like, But you only see that one person. Do you know what I mean? So I think we're so used to that sort of layout within all businesses that, because you can't, you know, it's not possible for people to, all those people, we have to pick celebrities. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's kind of that. I think it's more from a selling perspective and marketing perspective is the reason why it's like that.
0: Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head there. I think it is because ultimately um, artists who are in the mainstream spotlight, at least we forget sometimes that ultimately it's a business and the people that are supporting them for the most part are doing it because there's money in it for them. And it's all about creating that brand, etc. Um, so when you think about that, it obviously does make a lot more sense to sell it as this one face or these few faces on the um exterior of it rather than going into, oh, this person did this, this person did this. Um, but no, I think it is really nice to see you kind of taking it into your own and making a name for yourself. And yeah, I think it's definitely been working for you. So kudos for that. Before we get into discussing your new EP, I just wanted to ask as well, when you're making these tracks, how do you go about it? Like, because I think your lyrics are relatively, I mean, they're not, they're not simple. Let's put it that way. Like you kind of do like get a bit introspective, that sort of thing. So I was wondering, like, do you kind of have an idea for what you want to do lyrics wise? And then make the chords and melodies around that? Or do you get an idea of how you want a song to sound and then think, okay, what kind of
1: scenario would sound good with this? I think it's quite hard to say, like there's like one fixed way of doing it. It kind of really just, is so just dependent on the day and the mood. Um, Generally, I'd say I'll probably, I'll probably start with like the musical content forward and then I add lyrics after just because I think especially of recently I've been doing that a lot more just because I'm a lot more um kind of I'm a lot more advanced as a producer than I am as a as like a lyricist just because I haven't been lyric writing for such a long time because I spent the past five years dedicating my life to production Do you know what i mean so like i used to song write lyric write like a lot when i was younger and then i just stopped for a while because like you know i was like oh you know not that good at singing blah 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 i'm just not that's not what i'm gonna do i'm gonna focus on on just being just being a producer so yeah so i think like because of that now i'm kind of i have to really get back into lyric writing. But it's a good point. I think I should actually start just writing lyrics again, just generally. It's just like writing poetry, isn't it? But I haven't, yeah. I haven't done it in a while and I think, I think that's probably why my lyrics are so, um, you're saying that they're not like simple, I think, because I'm probably overcomplicating a lot of ways, but I just I just try and free write a lot of the time, because I think it's the best way for me to get it out. Um, and it ends up just being very deep. Yeah. <laughs> but I, think that's, I mean, that's just naturally the way my, The way my brain
0: works my mind is just a bit like that well i think like considering you were saying that one of your main influences has been arctic monkeys i think it makes perfect sense Like we all know like alex turner will go off and some like you kind of have to like think afterwards about what he's actually saying Um, so i don't think you're quite (laughs) at that level but like it's nice to almost have a bit of like have to sit and think about it rather than just the same kind of ideas over and over again which i think you do get with relatively mainstream pop music quite
1: a bit i mean for me i think it's about everything isn't it it's like you can't have a great song but just dead lyrics you know what i mean like it's like they have to they have to everything has to be on the same level for it to really be a great song otherwise there's an element of it's boring i mean i think if you have a if you have a really cool sounding song but like the, the lyrics are a bit boring then i think it'll be fun for a minute and then i think if there's no depth to it i don't know if like it's hard to to stay in love with it yeah definitely fast food isn't it <laughs> <laughs> no that's a very good comparison
0: so coming on to the ep now obviously you released your debut ep beginning of last year 3000 realms so it's been nearly two years which is mad to say um but what would you say like the main differences are between the two eps Um, this new one obviously earthly desires lead to enlightenment um would you say there's been any sense of growth in there, or are they relatively similar sounding to you? Like, what for for people that are obvious fans of yours that have been listening to Three Thousand Realms for the past
1: two years, what would you say that they've got to look forward to in this release? This one's definitely there's a lot more growth in there, like hundred percent. It, it feels a lot a lot more mature, <laughs> a lot wiser. I think because it's just. Um, I've been just saying like my stuff is generally very introspective so it is quite honest um about where i'm at in my life um so if if it's kind of like a very honest representation of my growth over the past two years and um yeah like i think sonically it's um it i'm kind of what basically what my goal has always been is to keep my artistic integrity and like still be as unique as I am, but be accessible to a wide audience. You know what I mean. And I feel, I feel like I'm getting closer with that in this project. Like, there's a lot more, I'd say, more commercially viable sounds. There's a lot more kind of. There's stuff in there where it's like, I feel like for me, three thousand realms felt quite weird at times, and it was cool, but it was a bit niche in a lot of ways. And I feel like this project's like. I've just developed the sounds further to make them more understandable, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm slowly kind of crafting my thing into making it, it's like sculpting, isn't it? I feel like the picture's becoming a bit clearer of who I am, what my sound is, and it's like more more easily like consumable, I think, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I think it's cool, and I think there's, there's still so much depth to it, um so it's definitely there's a lot of aspects in there where yeah you're gonna have to listen over it quite a few times i think maybe to understand the storyline but um yeah it's uh I'm, I'm really proud of it i think i think it's I think it's a good body of work
0: yeah for sure having listened to it um, myself as well i definitely say that it is a great body of work and having obviously listened to 3000 realms as well i think not only in terms of the growth in terms of lyrical content but i think also in production as well i think there is definitely a sense of things being maybe slightly more um polished almost and a bit more like experimental that sort of thing so
1: yeah definitely i think mean, i think mean, you can hear I, I don't know, I don't think there's another way to, to explain it really other than just you can hear in 3000 realms like I was younger and like therefore my production is is like, is, is, yeah, is less polished, it's a little bit more erratic and this one's, is a little, yeah, it's, it's smoother and more, um yeah, more refined.
0: So obviously the title of the EP, um, I did a quick Google and the first thing that came up was that it's a Buddhist quote yeah. what was your reasoning behind going for that
1: for the um, title I think it kind of sums up my life as I said I think this project kind of for me is my growth over the past two years and I think the yeah, the, the title kind of just sums that up really into a nice phrase um, to break it down basically what it means is like so earthly desires are just your, your desires as like an earthly being whether that be uh, whatever it is that you want whether your heart's desiring you know a person or, or a house or financial gain or whatever it is that you that, that you desire and it's basically saying that those earthly desires are the thing that will lead you to enlightenment which is quite a reason I quite like you know I find it quite interesting is because um, I guess generally the notion is is that there are things that you want in life and they are like I think especially the idea of Buddhism as well is this this kind of idea you need to basically be like some monk living up in the mountains, and like this kind of notion that um actually just being human basically accepting who you are um and accepting the things that you want, and that by going to try and achieve those things, that process is of just living life basically is what will lead you to enlightenment if you you know what I mean if you stay on your path so I quite like that idea it's like you don't have to try and be someone else you don't have to try and be some sort of some really special amazing great human like you're already an amazing person like that will that will be able to reach happiness in this lifetime if you just stay on the path that you're on um and I think it's just accepting that yeah like sometimes it goes up and down and it feels a bit rocky but it's not that's not a bad thing but yeah where i've been over the past two years i said i feel like kind of started to feel like i'm understanding myself a lot more
0: so yeah it's nice as well to see how much you've actually like thought about that as well Mm -hmm. definitely rather than just being like (laughs) buddhist quotes to put on my day my second ep (laughs) like Yes, yeah, it's nice to actually see the thought process behind it. I feel like I'm
1: not gonna like, I think if you look at anything that I do in any of my work, there's so much thought that's gone behind everything. Like, from even down to, like, the the fonts that I use on my EP cover or, like, the, um, like, even just, like, so all the artworks that over the singles, like, there's, like, such in-depth stories that run through all three of the covers um, of the two singles and the final artwork and... The videos and just yeah just everything like i, I really the, the, i think maybe one day i'll probably have some cult following where like people are going to start like trying to guess all my storylines and everything and
0: it could be yeah, it's conspiracy
1: wasn't... theory <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like what did he mean by this and there's gonna be like all the links to all of my albums and you're gonna be like wow was he planning this the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah you know those tick tocks where it's like the green screen and they've got like up in the background they yeah. like explaining yeah exactly yeah. like
1: that and maybe like some illuminati videos have been that as well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah no i do um i i don't know i think i think I think it's nice to have something so deep, but on the surface just seems like it's just good vibes. Do you know what I mean? Like I enjoy that. That equally, if you want to go, if you don't, if you don't want to go really deep into my music, you can just listen to it and just enjoy it. I think for me, that's really important. Is that it's not excluding anyone it's not segregating and saying well this is only for people who want to be really really deep and philosophical actually no it's like even if you just want to have a good time this is equally for you um and i think it's important for it to be for everyone because then everyone can connect with it for their own reasons they don't have to be like me in order to connect with it do you know what i mean
0: yeah definitely before I um, forget, obviously you mentioned just now videos um can we expect some videos for this e p yeah
1: so one one of them came out um about was it t- almost two months ago now or a month when the first single got facial demon yeah, so there's a video that came out, and then there's a video coming very very soon for the uh, for the next single um which was filmed me, so the video's coming out for that soon and yeah and then then we've got the ep coming out next week now so very very soon and then yeah and then the headline shows in um in london 16th november so yeah i'm very excited for that yeah we've been we've been talking might potentially be doing some shows up north at some point so i keep you updated
0: <laughs> lucky us Yeah, <laughs> but
1: yeah I'm, I'm very excited There's a lot a lot of cool things happening so but yeah keep your eyes filled
0: obviously besides feel me all the other tracks have featured artists as you would expect with a producer what was your process behind finding people that you like to work with do you are you already fans of them and then reach out to them or are they people that you're just friends with like how do you decide like i'd like this person to be on this track
1: yeah i mean generally like there'll be some sort of way and i can't beat them or some setting, whether it's through mutual friends or whether I come across their work and I think they're really cool and I start chatting to them. Um, there's not really like a fixed, there's not really like a fixed thing as the way it happens. I think there's a gut, I'm There's a gut feeling that you have when you want to work with someone. Um, and I don't, I don't make beats and like send out beat packs. So like pretty much every song I make, I um, like generally I will make it in session with that artist. So there's quite like a personal kind of bond between the song and the artist i'm working with you know i mean it's not just oh here like lay down some vocals on this track like it's something that we've kind of we've built it together um so i think it's quite like a pure form of collaboration um which is also why i feel like my music is so it's quite unique in the sense that it's something that i wouldn't even be able to make on my own i'm making it a lot of the time cuz i'm in session with that particular person so yeah i do they do tend to be quite good friends or at least become close friends of mine anyway um but yeah no i have uh, i have like a good relationship with just a lot of um, a lot of different artists and yeah we doesn't Sometimes it's just it's just fun. We just enjoy making music, you know what I mean. And we are just people just hanging out making music, and then after we're like, oh, that could be cool for this project or whatever.
0: And that's really cool as well and nice that you're actually keeping it to that sense of um, simplicity, like without thinking, okay, what's gonna get the most views or what's gonna get the most streaming revenue, but instead just thinking, okay, let's just be in this moment, enjoy making this music, and. That's what it's all about ultimately. So it's nice to see that that's still a key
1: focus for you, definitely. It's hard in a lot of ways to maintain it because like so interestingly enough, it's like obviously as my as my kind of career is kind of progressed, where, where I'm currently at, I'm in like this in-between phase in a lot of ways where it's um it's quite difficult for me to um to find time to make music because it's like I have loads of admin stuff with, with, with my work, but at the same time i am also I'm not in a place where I've been able to fully give up like my part-time job yet. So I'm still I still do that. So it's like alongside working, doing music stuff or whatever, it's like it's hard to find time to make music. And obviously the, the only time I really have is when I have those sessions. Those are dedicated times in my week when I'm like, cool, I'm and I'm gonna create right now. And for me it's almost like i don't know it's like i don't know if you have like a hobby or a sport anything that you do where when you have that one time a week where you know that's just your time for yourself to do that it's just so enjoyable you look forward to it it's your time of your week where you get to you know as i said you get to look forward to it and just you know you're just you've just got that point for yourself to kind of clear your mind and not think about anything else and just focus on that one thing And that's sort of what, like, my sessions are for me. They're just that time in the week where I don't have to think about any other stuff. I'm just there and I just need to create. And it's just so enjoyable. It's such a therapeutic thing to have. Because,
0: yeah, I think you do get a lot of people that kind of get into the pattern of things. And then it almost does become a chore in terms of you having to, like, churn out songs, do this, do that. But it's nice to hear that it's still therapeutic for you. And it's an enjoyable process. Yeah your track um something for you off the ep yeah i did notice that at the beginning certainly i did get maybe like some kind of south asian influences possibly in the instrumentation yeah i mean obviously it was intentional but was it some like is including like south asian influences as a south asian individual something that you're keen on or is it just when it happens it happens like what's that your relationship with
1: that i don't feel like like I have to do it, do you know what I mean? I feel, I think feeling like that is probably not the, the, the right way to go about it personally. Um, I, I've actually had this conversation a lot with quite a few South Asian artists, or just artists generally from anywhere in the world. I just feeling that they like that because they are like, you know, the voice for all other people in their area who look like them, it's like that they have to, you know, put their culture into something in a way that might not be natural to them. Um, You know, like for example, so like when I go on stage, I wear like Indian clothes quite a lot. Um, But that's because that's something that I naturally would do anyway. Like that makes sense to me because I enjoy doing those things. However, I've got other family members or friends or whatever that like, you know, like for example, I've got my cousin's wedding coming up soon. I'm gonna wear all like, Indian clothes because that's what I love doing. I know some of my cousins, they're just probably gonna wear like a suit and tie. It. Do you know what I mean? That's what they prefer to do. And that's cool. And I know like, it's like that, if like, if they were, let's say they were performing on stage, if they were just gonna wear Indian clothes just to do it for the sake of doing it, I don't think that's authentic. I don't think it's good to do that. Um, but I, I think there's a pressure that we feel um, that we like, we need to celebrate our culture in in those ways, but I don't know if it's necessary. Like, why do you have to? It's a lot of pressure for someone to be the whole kind of um, as I said, the whole, like the spokesperson for everyone else. It's yeah. a bit crazy. So yeah, I um, I definitely just add things in when it makes sense to me. Um, I I I'd, of course it's nice the fact that I'm able to celebrate my culture in that way. Um. But also, yeah, I don't know. I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of classic like Hindi music and like like Bollywood and everything. Um, so it makes sense that I would add like sitar and tabla and things into into like an R&B track. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, that's like a progression of sound that that if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be someone like myself who has been influenced by those things so yeah so it makes sense for me to do that but um yeah i definitely wouldn't want to force
0: it like on that note as well obviously you obviously you are south asian and you're someone who like you don't shy away from that in terms of your name as well i mean it's literally on the tent nickel beads. like i think besides your appearance obviously people will look at their name and think oh he must be of south asian origin um Do you find any time that people maybe make prejudgments before hearing your music about what it's going to sound like or, like, are they like, oh, this is a brown guy making, like, jazzy indie music, like, this is interesting. Like, have you ever, because obviously navigating the scene as a South Asian artist, I can imagine maybe some people would be a bit like, oh, this is, we're not necessarily used to this. We're not used to seeing someone of South Asian origin making such moves in this scene.
1: Yeah, I definitely, is. there's definitely like pros and cons, I think of it, like there's one side of it where almost every South Asian person in the music industry who meets me is like, oh, it's so cool. Someone else like who's he, doing it. So like, that's, that's cool. I don't, I don't like being, um, I don't like being praised on the fact that I'm like, the fact that I'm brown. <laughs> You know <laughs> well I mean? well done. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like the fact that like yeah, I, I, yeah, if I get put in a certain place just because of the colour of my skin, that's weird. <laughs> like of course, that is just like that's just as strange as being like shunned away because of the colour of your skin. It's not a compliment. So I don't I don't enjoy that. I'm sure that there is it's you know, as as all these things, you can't um I mean this is the way that racism works, you can't um pinpoint it in our society in a lot of ways because you know, it, it happens um, so subliminally. So it's, that's what makes it difficult to, to, to make make some people aware of it. It's like it's just a feeling, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm aware that there are times when it probably is difficult for me because of the fact that people have an expectation or they have some sort of, um, you know, like preconceived notion of what I'm going to do. I can see that I've had to work quite hard, for example, because I play in a band where I've got a saxophonist immediately it's like a jazzy kind of vibe straight away that's world music and actually get put into this you know this kind of general world vibe where you know it'll be people maybe not not speaking in english and just like all those kind of different sounds which is really cool but that's not really where i see myself as an artist and there's not really the direction i wanted to be kind of boxed into so i felt like i had to kind of be quite um like aware to just make sure I didn't get pushed in those directions. So I think naturally like people try and put you in a box subconsciously. I don't think people are doing it with ill intention. Um but yeah so stuff like that. I think it is hard. I think also I can see in other areas of the industry where maybe I want to get support in certain ways, whether it's through like you know signing with a label, whatever it may be. I think um it's very difficult for people to as we spoke about earlier, it's a business. It's difficult for people to want to invest in my business when they've never seen anything like it before. Like, the reality is, I don't personally know anyone else who's making music like me really, who looks like me, is doing the same thing, like doing live shows and gigging through that stuff and producing for singers and rappers. I don't know, and like especially with that kind of indie, jazzy soul, R&B vibes. I don't really know many um, South Asians i'm still looking for more people i really would love to see more people doing it um but yeah but that's that's cool and, and I, I I don't really think oh i'm the only one I'm, i don't really think about about it that often to be honest with you but yeah i think I'm, a, I'm i'm aware sometimes that because for other people looking in they might see well there's only this one person doing it either that's a really incredible like unique selling point or like that's a bit of a risk we don't know if that's going to work they'd rather sign someone else who they've they've seen do stuff but they've seen they've seen their group of people do stuff before which is such an ignorant way of looking at it but you know i think i think that does happen inevitably
0: no i think that's definitely a really like refined way of like looking at it and that i'm glad that you're able to like navigate yourself through this industry whilst being aware of that but then also not letting yourself fall
1: victim to the negative elements of it as well, definitely. I think it's just going to be hard, isn't it? Like, I think naturally when you're, um, yeah, it's just I'm going to have to probably break down some, some, um, like, mental barriers for a lot of people by just being me.
0: Definitely. I look forward to seeing you continue to do that, definitely. So, final question on the EP. Obviously, the final track of the EP, Wisdom, I think one of the opening lines of it is like, look inward within me, which like we've been discussing for the majority of this interview, a lot of your music is very introspective, it seems to be a running theme, like I kind of finished listening to the EP and then looked like at the titles of the tracks and I was like okay can I try and figure out like what's going on here and I think the running theme was that a lot of it was to do with like either thinking about yourself or thinking about what other people are feeling or thinking um would you say that when you're making music it sometimes helps you actually process your own thoughts
1: yeah I mean you know I think I think it's uh it's it's like creating such a subconscious process that like sometimes I'm not even aware what I'm processing, like, until way later. So, like, I may write a song and it might be so deep and then, like, I'll be like, oh, that's a cool song, don't really know what it's about. And then, like, maybe a month or two later, like, I'll just be really sad and I'll be like, oh, that's what that song was about. <laughs> Do you know that's what I mean? So cool. like, yeah, it's quite, it's quite weird. Like, I guess you tap into something creatively that you're just, sometimes there is a bit of a disconnect. And I think it's about trying to trying to bridge that, that gap. Um, so that I can be more aware. No, definitely. Reminders
0: again, your headline show coming up in London, 16th of November, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. 16th of November at the Victoria, and tickets are on sale now. Um, Yeah. Sweet. There hasn't been one confirmed for Up North just yet, but I'll keep you updated.
0: (laughs) Nice. Any other plans for the future, rest of 2022 and 2023 now coming up too?
1: Yeah, I mean to be honest, I'm just kind of, I'm just collecting ideas for the next project. I've, I've uh, been thinking about it a lot, what I want to do for it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of liking where my head's at with it currently. Um, so yeah, I've just uh, got a little bit more work to do. But yeah, really just, I just continuing the growth, to be honest. Um, um, yeah i just want to just keep building up from what i'm already doing and i'm i'm excited i think i think the next project i i think it's gonna be really interesting i'm gonna like take things a lot further so i'm 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 really excited i'm excited already i don't know what it is but i'm excited whatever it is <laughs> i love how you're
0: already thinking about like and like say so you don't even know what it is yet but you're already thinking about okay what what are we doing next where are we going and it's like at this point before the um e- your second ev is actually dropped so it's nice to huh? see like whilst you're enjoying it you're like thinking okay what direction am i going in sort of thing it's, it shows how like how keen you are as well
1: yeah definitely i think like i I mean i think it's just a, it's just the obviously as you can see like my music is so connected to where I'm at in my life in general so I think just naturally that I'm gonna as a person as, and as an artist um so my music's always gonna change like every project it's gonna be a different vibe um so yeah like you know the first like 3000 realms is a lot more kind of electronic kind of sounds there's a lot more like you know like most of the drums and everything are all kind of with like you know, just generally more like trap-sounding drums and that sort of stuff. And then this like next project, there's a, a lot of more live instrumentation. I've got a lot more session musicians in um, recording things in the studio. So there's like a whole you know the soundscape is completely developed. And I think in this third project again, it's like I've got an idea where I want to go with it next, and it's gonna evolve again, and it will match where 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 I will be over the next few years. So. Yeah, it's exciting. It's just life, isn't it?
0: No, it's cool, like, in following your music, we quite literally are following wherever your life's at and like, because it's such a reflection of yourself. So yeah, it's exciting thinking what's coming next. So if people do want to keep up with that and follow your journey, where's the best place to do so?
1: You can follow me on Instagram and Spotify and TikTok, all of that, it's just, just nickel Beats yeah if you search that you'll
0: find my face <laughs> sweet well thanks so much for taking the time to speak to me today it's been an absolute pleasure and wish you the best for the ep release and beyond the third unnamed one that we're already thinking about <laughs> <laughs> definitely Now, thank you so much for having me
1: it's been really great
0: fun yes guys what's good you're tuned into mango masala Pi radio south asian show my name's gurns and i'm joined here by aj wavy how are you doing
2: i'm doing great thanks how's it again
0: it's going all right yeah it's nice to meet you obviously our listeners are a bit more towards like the younger side so i'd be surprised if they haven't seen one of your tiktoks instagram reels etc at some point but for those that maybe haven't heard of you before do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah sure so i basically make um, mixes between loads of different random songs on tiktok and instagram reels and a lot of them get picked up from people using them in their own reels um and i think a lot of people know me from the bollywood and like western music i put together and especially my dad's reaction uh, when i'm playing them to him Um i think that's a quite a key bit so yeah that's kind of what i do
0: so how did you actually get into that then like have because obviously you've said like it's mainly bollywood and western music how do you know like what songs work together have you always had like just a knack for knowing what kind of beats what kind of melodies would sound nice against each other or is it a more recent thing that you've discovered
2: yeah so no like i've kind of always been musically inclined so i feel i'm quite intuitive when i hear a song i'm like okay yeah that'll go with that song or you know I can kind of match the beats in my head and just fire around with loads of different ideas until yeah one hits and I'm thinking okay yeah that's a really good one um yeah it's an interesting process I feel it's it can be a bit trial and error sometimes but I feel most of the time it's just like i am like got loads of ideas in my head and yeah intuition I think just makes it happen
0: and is it like something that you've been doing for a while or is it only Because obviously you've blown up relatively recently in terms of you getting widespread um, traction. Is it just since then that you've been doing this or have you been doing this for a while?
2: Um, I think mostly I was predominantly focused on like producing my own music and, you know, music was always like so close to me. I used to love playing instruments and mainly producing music. Um, And like DJing and mixing was just stuff I did kind of on the side just for fun as well. Um, But then I saw it, kind of gain a lot of traction when I was putting these music mixes out and that's when I thought okay I can really I can use this platform to get a lot more music out and really i don't to explore my creativity in that sense as
0: well. And obviously like, quite a lot of people have been enjoying it. I mean, currently, I went and checked before this, you've got over 280k Instagram followers, over 720k on TikTok. What's it been like um, seeing just how many people are actually enjoying what you're doing, what, what you've created, um, and especially also seeing like celebrities um, enjoying it as well?
2: yeah it's a bit mind-blowing I'm just doing this out of like my living room so to see it go this far this quickly I mean like a year ago like pretty much none of this was happening so it's just yeah it's pretty mind-blowing social media is a crazy thing and I'm so grateful for all the support and all the love to get um, from these mixes and stuff it's yeah it's actually really inspiring for me as well.
0: I mean, you mentioned before as well about how your people enjoy seeing your dad's reactions to it as well. And like, um, I've seen through, um, since you started putting out content, I'd say family has been like quite a key element to what you're doing. Like... So have your family always been really interested in your creations or was it just that you showed it to them once and you're like, Oh, okay, this is actually quite
2: funny. Let's start like doing this as a regular thing. Yeah. So, um, I think whenever I like make a song or something, I do, I always like to get an outside opinion and most of the time they're the first person, like they're the first people that are around. So normally I'm like, okay, just have a quick listen see what you think. Um, And yeah, I started getting my dad's reactions and I just happened to start recording it. And when I uploaded it, I was like, okay, (laughs) this is actually really entertaining because he doesn't know what's coming next. Um, And to get his reaction on it. And yeah, I think it adds such a entertainment factor to the whole thing as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really, we picked up that it works. So when I make a mix, I'd always wanna see his reaction. I feel like I might as well record it before I show it to him. yeah that's
0: what we do now so coming on to um the reason for this interview as well is you've dropped your debut single as a official single that's gone out on streaming platforms etc and desi bop um what was the process behind making it and why did you decide okay this is like the mashup that i want to be my first official single
2: yeah so I feel like my first official one, I wanted it to be like a completely Bollywood um, so not mix of Western. I wanted it to be like predominantly like a Bollywood track, but at the same time, I wanted to revive a lot of like, I wanted to add a lot of like hip hop, not hip hop, but kind of like mm, sort of like dance beats to it as well. So to make it something anyone can listen to at the same time, um, that's what I was really trying to go for with this track. and. Yeah, such a fun process. I was, went back to listening to all these songs I used to like to draw inspiration and why this is called a very D is like a very, it's at the forefront of this track, um, which I really love. Um, And we really added like a lot of beats to it as well, which makes, I think it makes it easier for, you don't have to be Asian to listen to this track. It's, you know, anyone could just groove along to it, which is, yeah, that was really important for me.
0: Yeah. And I think as well, I'm sure you'd agree that considering like how viral your stuff is going and um seeing who's enjoying it I think maybe something like what you're doing is a good way to maybe introduce people who aren't from South Asian backgrounds into um Bollywood um South Asian artists and music etc because like you said with this new single it's may it is f- solely focusing on Bollywood but you've added in those maybe western production elements to it and people can still relate to that and think okay you know what i might actually go back and listen to the original of this to see how he's put this together sort of thing so i think it's really cool i'm sure you'd agree like seeing how maybe you can inspire um, non-south asian people to maybe engage with the culture as well
2: yeah 100 percent. that's you hit that on the head there um that's exactly kind of division, and if i can achieve that through this track that would be yeah that's amazing that's what i'm
0: going for and what's um receptions of the track been like so far obviously it must have been um a bit daunting obviously putting out your first track on streaming platforms like because although it's still although it's still up, so like you are still taking elements from um music that's already out there, it's the first time you're kind of putting yourself out there in your own right. So how has that been?
2: Yeah, it's it's like a new experience for me as well at the same time. Because yeah, as you said, it's like kind of my track at the end of the day. Um like um not completely a mashup is a lot of my own elements pulled into it. Um but it was really exciting at the same time because I feel like my audience and stuff have been so supportive and I feel like I owe them like a track of because they've been wanting it for a long time as well, and I was actually just really excited to get it out there. Um, it can be a bit daunting at the same time, but a lot of I always get asked for streaming platforms. Like, am I on Spotify? Am I on Apple Music? And now I can actually make that happen, uh, which was actually so exciting for me. Um, so yeah, I'm super glad to have set that all up and have an actual track out there on these streaming platforms.
0: Are you in the process of um, making a video for it? Right, you're trying to get audience um involvement in that as well isn't it
2: yeah so for the first one we want to try and include um really include my audience as well and anyone who engages with the track um, i feel that's important to me because without the whole audience engagement i wouldn't be in the position i'm in right now um so yeah it'll be really cool for my first video to have as many people as as i can in it so we've said anyone who wants to use the sound and stuff we're going to try and feature as many people so yeah anyone who wants to be in it you can just use the sound and we'll hopefully get you in there.
0: So probably rounding things off now, um, what have you got planned for the future? Obviously coming towards the end of the year now, um, but what's your plan for 2023 and beyond?
2: I think more live shows, more original releases, Um, I really want to work on some original stuff and get that out there as well and yeah just grow my platform, grow my audience and just make more music and yeah that's what i want to
0: do you reckon even um if you end up going to places even beyond where you're at now you'll still end up doing those videos with your family and reacting to stuff yeah
2: i'd hope so i really hope so i think that's like a core element of like my identity now and yeah i wouldn't, I wouldn't want to lose that
0: and if people want to continue seeing those videos and your new tracks etc where's the best place for them to follow you
2: they can go on um tiktok um which is AJ wavy or my Instagram, it's AJ wavy um, And also all the streaming platforms, like Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube as well. I'd love to see
1: people um, engage on there as well. So yeah, go check it out, it'll be cool.